Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, Blue Jays fans? Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody in the United States had a great Memorial Day yesterday. Joined with by Craig Borden and Adam Corsair, as per normal. Gentlemen, how did you enjoy your long weekend after we had the Canadian one last week? Oh, man. <laughs> Does drinking and building furniture count? Yeah, of course. You had the day off. You can do whatever you want. That's true. There you go. <laughs> Basically the name of the game, just drinking and uh, just chilling out. Didn't really do much, but it was a, it was a welcome from just you know the the craziness that is, and just to relax. It was fun. Yeah, the normal every day. Basically, Dave, you guys see the pictures that were circulated around of um, Trinity Bellwoods Park in Toronto on Saturday? Oh yeah, they yeah, look like uh, there. Clearwater Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, it, and they estimated today that ten thousand people were there. So I think what I'm trying to say, guys, is society is trying to open itself back up because you see this in certain parts of Canada. You see this in certain parts of the United States of America. But we still don't have any sports, and it's not looking that way either for a little while. We got a little bit of good news today. But before we dive into all of that fun stuff where things fit with the game we love of baseball, Craig, I want to turn things over to you, buddy. You hosted the Blue Jays trivia last week, Monday. Why don't you take us through some of the results? Yeah. Ironically, we never got full results from anybody. <laughs> got some decent <laughs> results back from a question here, there, whatever, anywhere. Kind of like, uh, yeah, that's about what it was. But, Brendan, I got the stuff ready here. We can kind of go through and see how well you guys did. Do you have your cheat sheets still handy? <laughs> I do. Uh, let's see if I can remember what screen to bring up here. Oh, it went straight to it. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Make this big here. If I had a Maybe. nickel. Is it still showing through on your, your guys' stuff? Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's just not dive through it really quickly then. So question number one, who was the first Blue Jays player to lead the American League in home runs? Did either of you have Jesse Barfield? No. Oh. No? <laughs> I had McGriff. It's a very solid Bell. guess. The MVP was not the first. So very, okay. very fun. This is what I was having interesting stuff because I would have assumed probably George Bell or Fred McGriff too. Yeah. You know, just to because, you know. They don't call him the crime dog because he doesn't hit home runs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I didn't I'm even saying, know Jesse Barfield was that much of a power guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> he had 40 home runs that year. He led the, the uh, oh, I think wow. it was 85. I can't remember which year it was. But cool either way. Because like I said, I was shocked because I would have assumed even Lloyd Mosby was close a couple of times too over Barfield. But Barfield was a perennial 30 home run guy. So I guess that one season he just went a little apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. 
So question number two was which Blue Jay players were on base for the famous Joe Carter walk-off home run? And Ricky Henderson and Paul Molitor were the victor ones. I had uh, a half a point. So I had the uh, Molitor for sure, but I did not have Henderson. Ricky Henderson walks to open Mm. up the madness against Mitch Williams. I got both on that one. I did guess B and E. Oh, yeah? Nice. So is that one point for Mr. Panikar over over Corsair so far? Yeah, we'll do two to one. That's fine. Two Two to one. one. Yeah. Yeah. This way we're not messing with decimals. Yeah. That's whatever. (laughs) So at at the Canadian Grill here, who was the first and only Blue Jay to throw a no-hitter? was Dave Steve, and he was cooking that day. But the funny thing was, did you guys know he threw a one-hitter of the game before in Toronto? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I remember he got close quite a few times. I didn't know it was right the day before, but uh, I did know he was close. So that's kind of crazy. I think he did it like three or four times that year. Like It was like, why hasn't this happened more than... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could have been Nolan Ryan that one <laughs> season. So uh, I did get this one right. Okay. Me too. There you go. So we got one up on uh, Brendan at the moment then, right? It's three to two. Three to two? Okay. Yep. Before Eric Hinsky in 2003, who was the only other Blue Jay to win the Rookie of the Year award? And it, I know it looks like crap and you can barely read it, but that does say Alfredo Griffin. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got Brendan. that one too, I guess. But okay, so uh, we're talking about the W. Four to three. <laughs> four to three. Come on, no, no love for Danny Ainge. <laughs> no, <fuck that>. no. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had to put somebody weird down there. That's why I only put E. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who did Roberto oh, yeah. Alomar his famous home run off of in 1992 ALCS? Dennis Eckersley. Oh, I love it. Yes, I did. I got Correct. that one right too. Yep. I looked down. I'm like D. I'm like, oh shit. That's actually for the next one. Question six. I can confirm that five. I put. <laughs> so we still even or are we up one no, no, he's up one it's, it's okay. yeah gotcha so it's five to four now isn't it kind yeah. of shocking some of those names that were actually in that bullpen rick gossage todd van poppel and steve carsey right we traded steve carson yeah <laughs> I know. so moving right along to question number six in 1985, the Blue Jays won their division series or the division for the first time. Who was the manager that led them to the pennant? Answer is Bobby Cox, mm-hmm. yep. who just celebrated a birthday, I believe. I can't right. what Twitter said. Either way, the man's got a lot of wins underneath his belt. And his first couple good seasons were the Blue, the Blue Jays in '85. Well, we both got that one right. I guess six to five now. Yeah. Yep. Correct. So. Who was the Blue Jays? Who was the first Blue Jay to be a twenty-game winner? Answer is nineteen ninety-two. Jack Morris. I got that too. No, I did not. Yeah, tied. Oh, tied it up six-six. <laughs> Could have come out of the wire. Yeah, this is going to be a walk-off fashion for somebody. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Blue, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays won three consecutive Cy Young awards. Roger Clemens won two of them. Pat Hankin was mm-hmm. actually the first in 1996 to win that strip in that stretch. Got that one. Adam has, Adam has taken over. I yeah. did not. Oh, seven six. <laughs> Let's go. 
Moving right along, Manny Ramirez hit the longest home run in Rogers Center Skydome history with 491 feet. Who was the longest home team home run was 483 feet, and it went to Joe Carter Fellas. I didn't get this one. No, me neither. Out of those names, I would have never guessed it was Joe Carter either. I was shocked when I read it because, honestly, I thought it was Jose Canseco the one year he was nuts. That's what I put. I thought Jose Canseco. Well, he has the second longest away team home run, and I believe that home run is still marked up in the uh, 500 level in left field. Do you know who the first is away? I, I believe it was McGuire, wasn't it? Uh, wait a minute. In the Rogers Center? In the Rogers Center, yes. Oh, sorry. No, I'm saying the longest. Sorry. How do I want to wear this? I think the longest home run in Fenway history. Do you know who it is? No idea. Oh. Uh, Happened last year. Wait, what? Happened last year. (laughs) Why do I feel like it's going to be some one-off person? He's he's on his way to being a one-off person. (laughs) Oh, no. Think power. Think power. Uh, and only power, and that's it. Is it Mitch Moreland? No, he's, he played last year <laughs> for us. Oh, he played last year for us? Oh, no. Never mind. I don't know, man. You got me. Rowdy. Rowdy. Oh, uh, yes. I remember that. Getting freaking rowdy. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Oh, man. So, still 7-6, right? So, yes, 7-6 yeah, still. I have one cheat on here. Fred McGriff that barely played any games in the Dome. There you go. He got traded in 91. So. Yeah. Um, yep. Who was the Blue Jays' first player to win a batting title? And it is Johnny Olerud. Got that. Yeah, me too. 7-6. Okay. 7-6. 8-7. Yeah, you guys are too off from the count now. You know, I know the funny thing is, Rance Mullenix was like number three or number four. Oh, wow. wow. He had like a 330 or something like that year. I was shocked, I especially when you put him in that I same <laughs> same company there with everybody else. The top yeah. six, there's five of the top six names on that list. I always thought he was just a scrub. I kind of put him in the same category as uh, Pat Tabler, the Blue Jays <laughs> color guys who did not really amount to anything. <laughs> One good year, man. That's all it takes to be a color guy, apparently, for the Blue Jays. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Or make a bunch of insults like Greg Zahn. Yeah. <laughs> First Blue Jay to steal 50 bags. Damaso Garcia. Rest Nailed in peace, it. my friend. No, so, not me. Yeah. Did you guess Otis Nixon by any chance? No, I guess Shannon Stewart. I, that was guess. what I was leaning towards, yeah. People forget that Otis Nixon had even a year with us. Mm. I think he actually played in the same outfield one year with Shannon Stewart. Oh, oh there wow. you go. There was a lot of speed in that outfield. And I think Tony Batista was playing right field slash third base at the time. Remember when Shannon Stewart came back at the very end of his career? And was, oh, yeah. It was very, very, very clear that he was toast. <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. But I always loved Shannon Stewart. He had like a super taped up bat. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, like almost yeah. up to the trademark if he could have done it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what is it? It's it's nine six. Or is it, uh, no, he yeah. had seven a second ago. I thought. That okay, was so eight, it's seven. So nine. It's seven. nine seven. Yeah. Got All this. Right. One I'll total it up after just to make sure I may have bungled the score, but uh, sure. It's a fumble, Ruski. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> so moving right along, twenty-two game winner 
highest win total in a season for a Blue Jay, Roy Holiday. Mm-hmm. His Cy Young Award winning year. Got that one too. Mm-hmm. And I just went through and added it up, including that one. And that was my seventh correct answer. So, Adam, you're two or three ahead? I'm three ahead, so it would be 10 7. 10 7. Yep. Yep. Got some coming back to do with some of these last ones here, man. Well, We're, all you can I, do, all you can do now is tie. So yeah, and I don't think I will get there. <laughs> Let's go. I haven't. <laughs> Does he have the legs? Stretch, stretch. <laughs> oh, okay. If you got this, <laughs> nope. Highest single war in a season, fellas. It was Tony ba- or Jose Bautista. <laughs> I put uh, JD for this one. You weren't uh, too I, far I off. It was problem. literally by like 0.2 or 0.3 in the difference. Mm-hmm. And it was the year after T- Jose Bautista's uh, 50 home run season. Mm. When he batted like 300 something with all those home runs. And I think he had like 120 RBIs or something. It was nuts. I won a gold glove every year from 91 to 95 and made one of the greatest catches in Blue Jay history. It is Devon White. Yes, sir. Got that one, too. All right. All right. So is that 11 to 8? Yeah. All right. It's over. Vince it's Carter. over. over. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was a hard one, unless you've been paying attention to Kevin Biggio nope. lately. Paid, but the only, paid attention. Ke- Kelly Gruber, Kevin Biggio, and Jeff Fry mm-hmm. have the only cycles yep. in Blue Jay history. I remember the first time the topic of the cycle came up. I'm like, who the fuck is Jeff Fry? So that's <laughs> how I always will remember that. So, yep, and that's how it is, fellas. So, at the moment, Mr. Corsair is the hostess with the most trivia knowledge, at least. The really good guesser. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the really good guesser. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> this continues any longer, gentlemen. We may have to do another one. Maybe, you know what? What we've done with friends is the winner hosts the next time you do trivia. So the next time, so Craig can play, Adam, you host the trivia. And okay. then I will host the trivia. There you go. <laughs> so that Game everybody on. can play against each other. All right. So All we've right. had Brendan versus Adam, and then we'll get Brendan versus Craig, and then Craig versus Adam. And we'll just figure out when to get that into the routine. I feel like we're going to have to get a guest in on this next show just to, for the sake of argument, just so we have somebody else that can host. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be next week. No. no I well, I mean, whenever you want. I uh, I'm not good with PowerPoint, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I can give you that PowerPoint. And you can fill yeah, it back it, in. There you go. All right, maybe <laughs> I can do that. This isn't this isn't high school or college. We can cheat. Okay. You know, it's all, all right. it's allowed. All right. Plagiarizing is okay in paper right. and watch. <laughs> as long as it's for our own. Use. As long as it's between this three. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah. We've already seen what happens when somebody copies one of my articles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think oh. that guy works at Sports Illustrated anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it was like word it. for word, copy paste. I couldn't believe it. First, I thought, wow, that sucks. And I was like, oh, you know what? My stuff is good enough to get into Sports Illustrated. There you go. <laughs> when was, was that? that one I, it was like one of my last few weeks with, Jay, with uh, Jay's Journal. And um, my article was the one where I did all the stats and compiled it for what how it looks like we should be good this year. Like uh, way too much math and shit. And then somebody literally copied my math. It was like I was in fucking high school again. 
I mean, I've been on the other side of the table where I've asked to see people's math equations during tests so I could get better. <laughs> How'd you calculate that war? <laughs> yeah, how did you do that, man? Come on, tell me. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Panikar, I'm done with my segment. It's back to you. I'm done. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking that over for a little while. A lot of fun. Uh, I think the viewers had a great time as well. But you know what? The only way that we will do more of those trivia is if it, there continues to be no baseball and nothing to talk about. And I don't know about you guys, but based on the latest developments that Jeff Passan has put out with the owners and the players needing to agree to some sort of revenue sharing structure for a shortened season this year, it really does not look like there is going to be baseball as of right now because, my God, are the owners ever protecting their pockets and they will not pay the players what their contract says. So before I turn it over to you guys to get your thoughts on this, I just want to make sure our listeners know exactly what we are talking about. So this week has always been the week, the last few times Jeff Passman told us and other insiders that would be significant to the potential of baseball returning. It all leads up to a soft start date of spring training 2.0 on June the 10th and a regular season start date of right around the 4th of July in Canada Day, I believe July the 2nd. But there needs to be an agreement between the Players Association and the owners in in terms of how the money will be sorted. And the latest proposal from the MLB has proposed cuts to the highest paid players in baseball in the first proposal. So let's just give you a sense here. Jeff Passman tweeted that under a full year salary... A player who's making $20 million. So for comparison's sake, Hunjin Ryu, who just signed a brand new $80 million deal over four years, $20 million. Ryu would make $10.1 million under a full prorated salary for 82 games. And the MLB has proposed that he would only make $5.15 million on his $20 million per year salary. That's 25% of what was agreed to back right before Christmas. Adam, how will the players agree to this? I think there's personally no way, but who knows? We'll see what's going on. And I have some other thoughts on that, but why don't you jump in there first? For those that are watching the video cast, uh, when it comes to how the players are going to respond, it's one of these. <laughs> um, there's no way that's going to happen. That, that was a, a nice bird <laughs> oh, for birds? the camera. Yeah. There's no way. Like how really there's birds on Jaybird watching. <laughs> I can understand why you know some individuals why. need to make less money. Like I, I get that. I, I get why in in this sense that uh, a salary that's not full, I I get it because they're playing less games, so I understand the merit to that. But when it comes to that much of a decrease in salary, you're talking a player that makes twenty million is getting five point one five million. That is gigantic, and the risk itself is not worth that to this player or to any players making these salaries. Like it's just not. Like maybe the minimum salary of the five hundred and sixty-three thousand, and then you're getting two hundred sixty-two. Maybe that like is not too much of a drop off. And I say this as someone that makes about fifty thousand dollars a year. So like, who am I? But but when it comes to like your salary, yeah, when it comes to your salary being cut, like I I understand this is a substantial amount of money and people are like, what's the big deal? You're still making millions. 
the players kind of rely on this, right? And someone like Ryu, who negotiated this much money, like he's not playing this. He he would have not have accepted a contract for five hundred five million dollars. He would have laughed at that, right? And so for me, I just don't see how this is going to work. And if anything, like we're going to have a stagnation in talks when it comes to players and owners for sure. Yeah, stagnation might be the key word. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that Ryu doesn't have like crazy bills for flying back and forth between here and Korea and <laughs> all these yeah. other things. And not to mention, most people forget that most baseball players, unless they're insanely good, this is the money that they're going to make for the rest of their lives. It's not, okay, they're going to go from playing baseball to flipping burgers like you or I would. You know, they're not going to sit and do this. So this is, a, this is their, their nest egg. You're taking it away from them. And they're going to be going out and doing something that they probably or at least have some resolve about doing in the first place with all that's going on. It seems backwards that baseball has, especially when we know how much money these company or the companies and the major league baseball owners and everything are going to be making when this is the only sport on TV. <laughs> yeah. Guys, advertising alone is going to go nuts on this stuff, especially when they know people are home watching this period so i don't understand how the owners are going to get much less money when they know they're going to be able to get people in a bidding war over the advertising rights for each one of these games well hold on let me let me interject because uh it's just touching on something you said craig yeah. um the nba has full intentions of starting july 1st and if they start now, MLB has direct competition that they didn't have that late in the summer before. So it's in yeah. the MLB's best interest to up the salaries for the players and do what they got to do to make sure that not only um, will people lose interest in the game more so than like young people are as it is. But if you have the NBA that's willing to bleed into that late in the summer from now on and start the season in December, baseball's in huge trouble. So they need to like get their shit together and say, okay, we'll pay you what you want. Throw in hockey too, guys. Yeah. Hockey announced yeah. its return to play today. And when you bleed two other sports in with baseball, baseball does not get to take over July in August until the NFL starts back up. And in August, you get NFL preseason and the topics of that. So you could have four sports going on in August and July. And this is what baseball is bringing. Craig, and not to more? mention here in the States, ESPN does nothing but talk about football all the time anyway. So you're already exactly. trying to pull that away from them and get that piece back. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also talking NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, right? And NHL, like I'm not an NHL fan. This is not blind to anybody. But when it comes to the NHL playoffs, I also am not blind to how popular that is and how really solid that is in terms of television revenue and ratings same thing with the nba playoffs right especially if they're going to mix it up the way they're proposing people are going to have a lot of eyes on this so if you're up against two like hardcore juggernauts when it comes to playoffs baseball has got to do what they can in order to make this more exciting if not they're doomed i'm sorry they're just doomed you're especially right. when our oh, go ahead craig especially oh, no, when our buffalo bills are going to just steamroll everybody yeah, there you go. Sure. <laughs> but guys, you throw into the fact that there are markets that have different sports preferences everywhere. I mean, I think you can eliminate the NFL. When you look at the three other sports leagues, I think every city, and if you consider Canada as, a, as an entirety, have different preferences. Where you're going to get hockey going up in the playoffs when you have five Canadian, actually, sorry, six Canadian teams that could be playing in the NHL playoffs. 
in direct competition with the Blue Jays. Viewership for the Blue Jays will be so far down across Western Canada, especially Alberta, Winnipeg, uh, Montreal, Quebec. So that's hurting. And then all the other markets that are starved for hockey, like especially some northern states, you know, Minnesota is huge into hockey, Michigan, and everything like that. Competition's up there. Baseball does not come back this year. does not figure it out. They will lose popularity, but also, I'm not sure if you guys thought of this angle of this proposal. People are going to lose respect for how all this is going over, because if you look at the breakdown in salaries again, the reason why it's so heavily weighted towards taking so much money away from guys who are making $20 million and above is because that's going to help give the almost the full prorated salary for guys who are only supposed to be making league minimum. So a league minimum player like Vlad Jr. or Kevin Biggio or Bo Bichette, the Blue Jays' three best players, in a full year will be making 563500 bucks. In a full prorated, they'd make two hundred eighty-five k, but they would only lose a couple thousand bucks because their proposal would be two hundred sixty-two. So when you look at it that way, yeah, the owners, yeah, in nuts. a way, it, are, are basically pitting the players against each other. Where it's like, hey, Hunjin Reed, you make twenty million bucks. Can you help me make the little bit of money that I actually am? Can you imagine Bo Bichette going up to Ryu, who just who just negotiated this deal, and say, Hunjin, please help me out? No, he earned that deal. He was injury riddled with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he secured the bag in free agency. So it's going to. That's his first real payday. Exactly, and there's so many other guys who are in that exact same mold. So I don't know, guys. Do you think that this is the MLB owners being like players? You figure it out. This is on your plate. This is our best proposal. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, it's sleazy. It's it's just sleazy practice. And like, I know we have this sort of intuitive reaction towards owners doing like sleazy shit when it comes to money. I get that. But like, this is just not good practice. And I, I don't even think it's going to make it that far, Brendan. I don't think that they're you're going to have a, 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 a like a. I don't know, a kangaroo court with players when they're just like, hey, man, like, I'm only we making 500 players again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, it's just, I, I don't see that happening. I think throughout, uh, across the board, you're going to have overwhelming respect to say no, right? O- overwhelming uh, solidarity to say no to this. And baseball is like playing with fire here because, like, I, I don't know how, you know, much you remember about 1994. But for me, like it took a long time for them to get back. Like it didn't really hit its peak until like 1998, 99. So you're talking like four to five years until baseball actually came back in popularity. It was because of the steroid era. Now, Not to with mention like, what it did to Toronto in that era. Exactly. Like it or almost wiped out Montreal. baseball in Toronto. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. it, you know, and it's unfortunately, we still have a team. Yeah, we could have had an all Canadian World Series. And that's not even hyperbole. That's legitimate. No, it was very close. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But when it comes to this, like, baseball can't rebound the same way. Like, you can't inject players with drugs now in 2020 or 21 <laughs> or whatever and expect there to be a resurgence because, like, now there's a crackdown on it. So I don't know what baseball is going to do. Like, they're in very, very tough waters to actually make this happen because. Like you said, Brendan, like you have so much competition. I wasn't even thinking about like preseason football and like training yeah. camp. And that dominates headlines even when baseball is on a normal schedule. Uh, so like totally. they they need to make concessions. And if they don't, like baseball is in huge trouble. Tom Brady, Tom Brady made headlines for getting a you know 
fined in a park in Tampa. <laughs> Tom Brady yeah. made headlines for getting into a Charles Barkley, like in a golf game, like a charity golf game. Oh my God. But, uh, on the point that you said you can't just jack him up with, uh, you know, steroids and hope for the best anymore. And I get what well, we can't go visit former Blue Jay Frank Thomas for his new genetics. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but Brendan, you brought up a good point too. The um, at least if the NHL comes back, they might actually play some home games in Canada. The Blue Jays yep. are have already been told that this is not even yeah. a possibility because baseball yeah. will not be traveling back and forth over the border. Mm. When you have more Canadian hockey teams you know you can't really just say sorry what six seven teams can't travel back and forth that's not going to happen i don't think in a uh season like that they're going to have to be able to go back and forth it's just how it is so it's uh it's going to be interesting gentlemen because one final thing on this that uh i thought of when i was texting with one of my buddies about this is isn't the cba supposed to expire at the end of 2021 and aren't we all terrified that this is going to be like incredibly poor outcome for everybody because of the way the minor leagues are structured and contracts. So if you don't have baseball in 2020 and it comes back in 2021, you already know that the popularity of it will be down. And then you're probably going to head into a lockout in 2022. We may not see very much baseball over the course of the next three years. This small top cocktail might've been lit with all this going on. And that's really what the sad thing is. But, Fellas, if they play their cards right, this could be the reason they unify, too. But everybody's trying to be dicks and look out for themselves. They must be following what our government does here in the States and just see how stupid things go. And there's no reason in hell they shouldn't be coming and rising to the top of this. They have every opportunity to be to have exclusive TV watching for a while. And it's still enough and better enough, better than not. And they're really seriously dropping the ball on this because it's already seems like it's all out war between the owners and the players. Yeah. And you have like, I, I hate keeping on bringing the NBA into this, but like covering both sports, I kind of get my finger on the pulse. Um, it, there seems to be a lot more unity and a lot more drive to get that just going and like salaries and whatnot. I'm not saying it doesn't matter to the players. I'm sure it does. I'm sure they're taking some sort of a cut. But at least there's a sort of a collaborative effort. When it comes to the MLB, it just seems like there's a definite pinning against each other. And to me, that just it doesn't rub me the right way as a fan. Like for me, it's just kind of like, I don't know if I want to waste my time with something that like, although I love it, uh, they can't even get their shit together. So why should I even like pay attention? Much less like even that aside, like we're talking about, like I already mentioned, playoffs versus regular season. Obviously, you're going to prioritize playoffs. You just will. Um, but like, I kind of don't like exclusively focusing on the negatives and I don't mean to hijack the conversation, but if, if we're going to look at this as like in a positive way, I do think that if the MLB does come back and everything is good and starts in July and whatnot, and this is sort of a model that they keep moving forward in terms of a shortened season, I do kind of see that as a good thing for baseball. I don't know if you guys disagree. You need for like nice the long, long term. Yeah, like from now on. You have a chance to make every game that much more valuable because there's not 162 games in the season. Right. Think about that, guys. I know that they're talking about if they do this, they have to reor- reorganize the leagues. And we, if the current model holds through, the Blue Jays are in for a tough ride. But, guys, we have the young hot hand that possibly could run through all that, too. Mm-hmm. And if you have that many games less... This might be enough that you could just blast through 
80, 60 games yeah. or whatever and go right into the damn playoffs. But, yeah, and I think they have the talent and whatnot. And honestly, Toronto is probably going to be one of the teams that's hurt the most by this whole thing if they do not have a season at all. Because, guys, we invested just enough in this season that it was going to be interesting. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to lose a whole year of control from all the young guys. You're going to have to pay, you know, Jin Ryu and that company. And well, at least what will be done with Troy Tulowinski's contract at the, after this year, guys. <laughs> Maybe that's the money will saving the grace. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about reading that crap as the season's going along, that he's still our highest play, paid player. But, yeah, <laughs> but guys, on the positive side, if the Blue Jays do play any games this season, these guys are young and hungry and want to win ball games. If you get some of these teams that show up that don't, you know, let's say Mike Trout doesn't show up for the Angels. That's a whole changing effect for a whole division in this new scheme, right? How many other players won't show up or they're going to miss two, three weeks because of in and out of quarantining and stuff like that. There's some really weird logistics here that I think with the Blue Jays' young core and the way they are have been growing up all together anyways, they're going to want to be there regardless. Yeah. Without Just a me. doubt, gentlemen. <laughs> I'll, I mean, one good thing is an 82-game season, if it happens, could provide some serious excitement. And, I mean, it gives teams who would have had no shot in the 162-game season a shot. Like, what happens if the Baltimore Orioles get off to some crazy hot start and they ride that to 500? They're in the conversation the entire time, right? There's it's a conversation no that go completely isn't. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine just its reverse? Trey Trey Mancini pulls in Eric Davis and comes comes back super strong after his cancer (laughs) uh, battle and everything. (laughs) That that would be a hell of a story to watch the Orioles all of a sudden just truck through the major leagues and just go nuts. But is that a likely story? No, but it would be really fun to watch. Well, gentlemen, we no, we will not be probably watching baseball in any ballpark or capacity this season. Marcus Stroman seems Uh, to agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah Truman is always vocal isn't he <laughs> slightly for those that have not read the headline i guess i'll tee this up this season is not looking promising keep the mind and the body ready regardless time to dive into life after baseball projects <laughs> it's and like saying something He's like, I mean, I don't know. You have Aubrey Huff, who is definitely the Trump of baseball. But like saying stuff like this is just like, why are you saying things like you're not you're yeah, not I doing know. anyone any favors here. Come on. His <laughs> craving for attention is crazy. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and slightly he, nuts. He, he blocked our Twitter account for whatever damn reason, didn't he, Greg? <laughs> it's all right. He did block us full yeah. on 100 percent. Wilner blocked me, so like we're all in the same boat. But yeah, is what it is. I guess that's just a common thread here. We didn't even get a chance to make fun of them, and we're already blocked. That's true. All right, all right. (laughs) We can't even listen. Well, anyways, gentlemen, let's move on to uh, something a little fun. You know, something that we're not going to be able to experience this year, but hopefully as soon as next year is being able to either the three of us meet up in person, uh, whether it's at a minor league game or a major league game. Uh, But I just wanted to. Exactly. But I just wanted to, as the weather has gotten extremely hot over the last little while, it's making me oh, think. feels so good. <laughs> I know. How good would a ice cold beer be in the Rogers Center right now or elsewhere on a road trip? So be I want amazing. to, I know, it would be so, so good. It's so welcome right now. 
But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts and opinions and hear your stadium history because, you know, road trips can't happen this year, but let's just pretend we are just creating this ultimate baseball road trip where we're going to hit a minor league baseball park, maybe from one you've been to or one you want to go to, uh, and an MLB park that you've been to before that you absolutely loved and would love to go back, maybe one that you don't want to go back to, whatever it is, all out there on the table. I don't have to worry about the one I want. No, don't want to go back to anymore. It ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> Cincinnati's old ballpark. Oh, funny. That, the, that is the on my most list. ridiculously <laughs> terrible turf field I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think it was 1995 or 96. My brother is a diehard Deion Sanders fan. It was the year he was playing with the Reds. Kevin Brown was pitching for the Marlins. That was the year they won the World Series. So I think it was 96 then, wasn't it? Oof. Oh, wow. So Kevin Brown is completely dusted Barry Larkin and company. <laughs> so it was fun, though. It was a good trip. Just the ballparks was just, yeah, not yeah. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, Craig, why don't you kick us off with uh, a few places that you've been to, but why don't you pay special attention to a stadium that you have yet to go to that is the top of your list? Uh, and maybe it could be because of the city, a place that you don't want to go back to, current ballpark, and then give us a minor league ballpark or two that you really would love to go visit one day. Ironically, one of my the ballparks I am dying to go to is actually a minor league ballpark, Brendan. And I I am yet to cross the Vancouver Canadians off of my minor league list. And from what I hear, the Nat is like the craziest place on the planet for baseball because everybody is so hungry for baseball in Vancouver. You see it every time the Blue Jays go to Seattle. They're dying for real baseball over there. And they might get it sooner rather than later, depending on how things awesome. restructure and whatnot. But from what I hear, that ballpark sells out every freaking home game for single-A rookie baseball guys. Or not even rookie. It's rookie level. It's not even single-A. It's yeah. nuts. So it looks very, very fun. I'd love to go see it. But as far as Major League Ballpark, I have been to San Francisco a ton of times. Every time I'm there, the Giants aren't home. So I haven't oh, wow. been to AT&T Park yet. And I would love I to go see it because I, from what I've been told, that's one of the better ballparks in baseball to go visit. Have you been to Vancouver before, Greg? I have not. That's one of the very few big cities in Canada that I have not been to in my travels. I definitely recommend it. It is awesome. Uh, just being able to go to Vancouver. The West Coast, the scenery is unreal. Good hiking trails. It's a huge city uh, for yeah. the most part. And you got a major league team just down the road, too. If you're there, you can tack on Seattle and yep. knock that off as well if you want to go see a Mariners game. But I agree with you on that, Bailey. I've heard a yep. lot of good things about that. Uh, I wouldn't mind partying at Edgar's in Seattle. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's probably the, my three right there. As far as my favorite one I've been to, Brewers, Bo Brewers Park, Milwaukee, Miller. <laughs> yeah, and that's on my list, too. Adam, what that about was you? a ballpark. Where, where, what ballparks have you been to? Where would you like to go visit next? Uh, and maybe give us a minor league ballpark or two that's really caught your attention from either driving by or maybe just because you want to go to a city that has a minor league team. Uh, so I, I haven't been to Wrigley, and I feel like I have to. Like, if you, I feel like just like to take... Pilgrimage. Yeah, like, first of all, baseball history, and second of all, I just want to take a piss in the trough just because, like, that's what you do. Um, I <laughs> I, I have. I, I've seen that, too. Um, but this is, this is like a Wrigley special. Um, yeah, there you go. 
you know, it's the coming of age when you go to Wrigley. But, you know, just because of the the history behind it and Wrigley Fierce is so historic that I feel like it's as a baseball fan, it's, it's kind of like Fenway in a way, but someplace that you have to go to. Um, least favorite ballpark, I would have to say Fenway. And I know like that might not surprise people given the area. I just hate going there. Like when I first went there. You just despise a, the Red Sox. We know well, what it is. Well, <laughs> I mean, look. Makes okay. Sense. So when I... I yeah, when when I went there as a kid for the first time, my dad took me, and I'll I'll never forget it. And ironically enough, he said, "You will never forget this moment," and because it was the first time I ever went to a major league ballpark. They were playing the Twins, so it was like a whatever game. But I remember like walking in through right field and seeing the field, just seeing this overwhelming sense of green. It was in the early '90s, and I'm just like, "This is amazing." So when it comes to like baseball history, much like I was saying about Wrigley, you got to go to Fenway. But when you go there year after year, it's just like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with these assholes. <laughs> like, like, just like being there and be like, oh, I got to pay $14 for a Bud Light. Like, I don't like if I'm in yeah. the Rogers Center being from New England and driving, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to pay $14 for a Bud Light. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll just do There's, it because I love that exchange rate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's even better <laughs> now, too. That, too. And it doesn't mean our money's worth shit either. Just to... <laughs> no, no, but it's it's a vacation, right? So almost like I'm here to fucking party, whatever. But if I'm going to Fenway, I'm like, I have to go home. I have to drive in this. It's the traffic. It's the asshole. It's the mass holes. Like, it's just all this <laughs> shit. Like. Yeah, it's not fun anymore, and like that the chairs are so tight. So like, if you're sitting next to a fat guy, he's on top of you, which has happened. Oh my like, god, it's those, just... I have never been in a ballpark <laughs> with tighter seats. Oh, than that. it's awful, and they're just so uncomfortable. They're made of wood, and they like, oh, it's just gross. So and where like, I sat next to the Penske pole, I was literally standing, oh, sitting like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting, especially like a. <laughs> I had like a, a straight on view of the Blue Jay bullpen, but as far yeah. as the. Um, the viewing experience goes home plate was wide left. <laughs> yes. Yes. During a day game, it's terrible, especially if it's high. If it's not a night game, you're like, all right, maybe there's going to be like a nice cool wind breeze or whatever. And like, you can deal with it. Oh God. So like despise it. Um, when it comes to minor league parks, I would, there are a ton. Of, I still haven't gone to, it's not Coca-Cola field anymore. Uh, Craig, what is it now? Uh, Salem. All right. Hot yeah. Got to go there. <laughs> Got to hit up Dunedin. Like, especially now that it's redone, like, I don't know, obviously. You it guys is still have a- one of the best viewing experiences I've ever had at a ball game in Dunedin. And uh, from the renovations, they did not change the seat seats where they were existing. They just added, yeah. they ripped all the oh. old ones out and put new ones in and added to the area. So it actually completes the whole ballpark now where it didn't before. It almost was this weird, like, kind of like spot where the seats just kind of chunked out yeah. <laughs> where they had like the old, the where they rolled in the batting cages and stuff from. But you're right on top of everything there. And I'm glad that when they did the renovations, they didn't just rip all that pack and move it back to where things are at the other minor league ballparks. There's a reason you go to spring training and then single a ball games. It's to see the players firsthand as close as you humanly can. And guys, the only thing I can say is it's damn good that they put that netting up finally. And yes. <laughs> because there was some, I can't, my hand still might hurt from the one I caught that almost hit my daughter. <laughs> yeah. I mean like that, the, the renovations and whatnot is definitely what makes it more attractive, especially like the colors that bright blue from the pictures I've seen just seems so welcoming. And the fact that they, I think got rid of the sprinkler heads that injured Michael Saunders that one spring training. Uh, yeah. So like if, if that can be mitigated, but like my favorite, one of my favorite places to go to, that's where I met Craig. Um, 
is the Fisher Cats Stadium. The was it Northeast Delta Dental Stadium or something like that? First of all, I'm wearing a Fisher Cats hat. 49er in there. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> this is the uh, the the alternate. So that's the man in the mountain hat. So I I'm, I guess I'm I should show that. show you because I got this still from my game the game if it comes off my window. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's much like the Rogers Center, where like instead of like towards right field, the the hotel is in left field, and I have stayed in that hotel and right behind it, and I've stayed in it, watch a game live. Um, the the announcer is cool. Like you can sort of like hang out and talk to him. They give away stuff all the time, all the time. Like and if you're signing up for stuff, make sure you use a burner email and a burner phone because they will call you and email you all the time. <laughs> But like I remember last year, we, stuff. yeah, like we yeah. went and they had like huge frozen margaritas for like five bucks. I shit you not, it was like twenty ounces. It's like you can't beat it. The concessions at minor league games are usually cheap as hell anyway. But like, there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, you're right next to them, and when it comes to their dugout, like you're literally right there. It's so welcoming. I love that stadium, and I hope the Blue Jays like constantly re up with them all the time. I saw Patrick Murphy last year pitch. It was awesome. Like that place, Craig. You can attest to this, especially on oh, yeah. like firework nights, dude. It's the best. It's usually pretty packed there too. Yes, and they, they, they and obviously they had the championship in the last few years here with the, you know the current talent that is now at Toronto. Um, when I was there with you, this the, it was the game after mm-hmm. uh, the night we met and hung out and had a, way too many beers, pretty much. But and fireworks, <laughs> the, uh, they had fireworks and fireworks. <laughs> yes. So Sean Reed Foley threw like a twelve strikeout game the, the, the day after I was there, and then Gunnar Height hit two home runs. Jeez. And I actually, um, they're still probably all over the Twitter feed at somewhere in there. I was live tweeting the home run, calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging a drive, eh? <laughs> yeah. Like seeing, being able last year when we went up, uh, or actually two years ago, I went up and I was able to see Vladdy and Bo as a doubleheader. They had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jerseys. And uh, <laughs> after that, like they had an auction for those jerseys. And I remember like I was so drunk, I put down like 200 bucks for Vlad's. And Ninja Turtles. And I think it was 200 bucks for Vlad and 200 bucks for Bo. And oh, I didn't shit. tell my wife until after. And I, I, I remember going to the gift shop. I was like, did I win Vlad? And they're like, no, no, $200 is not going to win Vlad. <laughs> and I'm like, did I win Bo? And they're like, yes, but your wife crossed out your name and says, my wife won't let me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you had probably a once-in-a-lifetime collector's edition yeah. that you could have sold for your child's college tuition. 200 bucks for a game-worn Ninja Turtles Bo Bichette jersey. And my wife, like, followed me over. I was so plastered that I didn't realize she was behind me. Crossed it out and saying, my wife won't let me. And, like, that's how I lost it. And they knew I think- who I was. So they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. I think that's a talking point on your next she, while she's napping. That Definitely. sounds like an arguing point there that you just screwed up the kid's college situation because you just threw away a million dollars. Say hi to her for me. Craig, you read my mind. She yeah, was right. pregnant too at the time. That was funny. That's why I was plastered because she was the DD. So I was like, whatever. Somebody's got to have fun by baseball game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, I really think a lot of this, uh, the common theme here is, is that there is a lot of minor league baseball stadiums that people just don't give the time of day to because everybody's concerned about checking off 
all 30 major league ballparks. Obviously, that's the goal of a shit ton of people. But at the same time, you can go visit some pretty cool small towns like in Bluefield and catch a game and be really up close by the players. Or if you take it down a few levels, you go up a few levels to Stars AAA. I know the one place that I want to go to, guys, and I might share my screen on this one just because the picture is just simply incredible. Let me see if I can get this done right here. Done properly. There we go. So can you guys see that? That is... Wait for it. There it is. Wow. That is BB&T Ballpark, home of the Charlotte Knights. I had a feeling that looked familiar. I've been there. (laughs) That place was awesome. I was there the year after it opened up. It, it just looks absolutely incredible. You got the nice view, the skyline, and everything like that. And then the other one I wanted to pull up really quickly is Fifth Third Field in, I know it's Toledo. That's not exactly a destination, but uh, a buddy of mine went last year on the very last day of the Mind League season uh, and said it was awesome. It just packs the ballpark. Wow. Is that it, the Mudheads? Yeah, yeah, just down yeah. the road. That's their AAA team. But nice. I think it just shows you guys that these places, can be destinations and as you've said many times guys especially our good buddy uh zach helton from bluefield it really brings a community together because these small towns and cities don't have the big glitz and glamour of the sports teams that others do and whatnot so what we're trying to say is when you can go back to these places you should consider going to some minor league ballparks based on our recommendations get out there and move around have enjoy yourself Exactly. <laughs> they're very um the thing about minor league fields is that they're very intimate, especially when it comes to the camaraderie camaraderie that you were speaking of when it comes to the small town aspect. Um and also like not just because they're, you know, cheap in concessions and ticket prices, like let's face it, let's be real, it's true. But like it reminds you, at least to me, like of some nostalgia when it comes to baseball, like the old school sandlot kind of mentality that like this is a game that's been like sort of, you know, I don't know, like brought up as a young boy, this is like what they're doing. They're like basically kids living out their dream. And it's really cool to see. And like, obviously it gets tainted when you think about all like the, the numbers and the statistics aspect of it. And like, they're nothing but that, but a statistic, but like just watching baseball, I feel in its purest form, you find that in minor league fields more so than you would in a major league field. I think. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to pull one out of Brendan's uh, playbook here show you the i've showed you guys this but i don't think everybody's seen and had the pleasure of seeing what bowen field for the bluefield blue jays looks like is it coming through <laughs> uh momentarily there you go yeah yeah right. exactly your screen when i was zach helton i got he was nice enough to let me on the show with him when i was down there one of the times and i got to actually be on the fan 590 while they were you know broadcasting the show and i was he asked me what I thought of Bowen Field, and this shot right here, I think, fellas, shows exactly what I'm gonna about to say. It is wilderness, field of dreams. Yes. There's no yeah. cornfield. There's just you see outfield wall, then God knows what in trees. There's woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. There's just bears. Yeah. And lions and tigers. <laughs> oh my. Exactly. So. But there's yeah. something very intimate about that, right? There's something very awesome about having that sort of I can't get the screen off. <laughs> oh, whatever. There's something very awesome about having that that go? that closeness about everything, you know? And you know, also like I remember um going to if you guys been to the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, I watched a game at Double Day Field, like right there. And it's not the Double Day Field, but it's what they call Double Day Field. 
And like even that, you can max fit like 50 people, and you're watching like just some scrimmage game. I'm just like, this is amazing because it's like. Were first you of all, there you for base- one of those Blue Jay scrimmage no. games by any chance? No, no, I went it to wasn't. two of those, and it was amazing. That's where it's I actually. Amazing. I, I that was the first time I met Roy Holiday. Was that that ballpark? Him and Scott Downs were working out, but way before the game. Shocking, he was working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. We were just hanging out at the ballpark, and sure enough, he's just there goofing around, and we talked to him for a few minutes with Scott Downs, got his autographs, and wandered off. Went back yeah. down to the Hall of Fame and all the other nostalgia stuff. But before that game, they had a home run derby, and I don't think I've ever seen Alex Rios or Vernon Wells do more damage. <laughs> I mean, the, that field <laughs> Like, literally. Is, <laughs> there's yeah. there's the houses field is small. right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The field is kind of small, so like that doesn't surprise me at all. But like, if I think what happened is my wife and I we got admission to the hall itself, the museum, and you get a free game, and yep. it was just a scrimmage anyway, and we were just parked there. Like you can't beat it, and like that's what I'm talking about. Like even though it's not a minor league field, it's still small and intimate, and I think that's lost in a lot of major league fields today. Is that it's it it's very like corporate now for lack of a better way to put it, whereas minor league field, you've got that sense of baseball is here, it's enriched, and it's like that summer sound. Can't really find that. It's like, I don't know, I, it's reminiscent to listening to a baseball game on the radio, but you're watching it in a minor league field. It's kind of like it's inviting you into the action. Yeah. So you're just there watching it like you would have been if you were sitting at home watching that right. on TV. Right. Yeah. I got that feeling from Miller Park. Okay. Yeah. That, that was Miller a beautiful Park. ballpark. It's huge uh, on the outside. Just how how high up it's built and goes. It looks like a football stadium on the outside. Yes, it really well. does. <laughs> that and the fact that they actually tailgated baseball games. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that. Like, damn, can you imagine this in Toronto? We could combine tailgating before going to a game. That'd be amazing. <laughs> game on. I thought that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Inside bars and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any others, guys, before we kind of wrap things up tonight? No, good conversation on some places that you would like to go to. Uh, any other recommendations? Any other thoughts about anything we've talked tonight uh, um, or talked about tonight? Are we wrapping well, up? Should I yes. show you my, my recent collection? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've been collecting in the last three years, whenever I go to a new ballpark, I get something from the ballpark that I think is culture to that place. So I got a Philly fanatic. You have to, of course, yeah. When I was in Milwaukee, I got a beer glass. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Miller, baby. Biggest one, biggest one I can have. As you would. Good uh, 25 ounces. <laughs> and then would. I'm sorry to say, I have something Red Sox, actually, in my house. I have a green monster. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> You're going to have a hex on your house now. Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, just to throw it out there, funny enough, the year I bought that, we made the playoffs. So Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's because all the time, he's kind of drowning in my glass. Okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, So my last remark, and this is kind of twofold, it brings back to the initial conversation, too. Um, In terms of ballparks, uh, I know it's probably not going to be a thing anymore, and if it is, like it's going to be short-lived. But uh, Oakland Coliseum, garbage. It's like it's like a terrible community college with barbed wire. It's like a prison. Like it's terrible. <laughs> like and the Raiders kept coming back. Yeah, you just go there just to cross it off the stadium. It is nothing to brag about. It's terrible. Um, but I'll give you the trop for that same thing. 
I haven't been, but I need to. I've but, been uh, repetitively, and yeah, the only cheap. reason I go is guys, I travel to go to Blue Jays games down there. Period. Yeah, it's cheap, just to see right. them somewhere else, and I always sit right where the bullpen is on yeah. the Blue Jays side. I got Dustin McGowan's autograph or without even trying. I was, he was the first one in the bullpen. I'm like, yo, Dustin, you rock. Saw your almost no, no. <laughs> was it just like, he, instead of a signature, it's just chops. Like he just, yeah, draws like, chops. oh man, I would <laughs> so do that. You, you sign your name and then mutton chop it. Just chops. Instead of putting quotes around it. Right. <laughs> um, but to, to rewind to the earlier conversation about the salaries, Jeff Passen just, tweeted this out uh, Oakland A's informed minor league players today that they would not continue pl- paying them their $400 a week at the end of the month sources familiar um, other decisions from organizations should arrive in the coming days but this is a bad sign to start so uh, minor league players yeah, are suffering bad. the most when it comes to this like yeah. the 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 salaries decrease and whatnot so this is going to start a trend I hope the Blue Jays don't but I know the Oakland A's a notorious cheap organization but like and I they're know, the ones that did that goal. first, I'm assuming. Yeah, this is the first team. Yeah. Without the Blue Jays have been acting the last few years and they have the current highest average in minor league baseball salaries. If I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe yeah. that was yep. the, the main headline actually before last year. They were the first to increase it by 50 percent last year, yeah. Yeah. which is a yeah. substantial amount, obviously. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're all way underpaid. And I know a lot of them won't pan out, guys, but you got to think that's they should be at least making enough to have rent somewhere and eat yeah they get some of their games yeah. at, you know some of their meals with the team and whatnot but that's no excuse they're not oh, living not. off this salary by one way or the other you should be at least giving them enough minimum wage 36 something thousand 40 thousand american whatever it is these these days to give somebody a chance at having a normal life and whatever they're saying about baseball players being a seasonal thing is bullshit. Right. I've seen these guys and I know from my experience, how much we were just constantly working off season, off season, off season. It was just crushing everything. So my off season um, for softball is still even way too expensive. Probably. Yeah, (laughs) it is like there's, this is, um, if anybody is out there like autograph hunting and stuff for minor leagues, it's relatively easy to do, but if you want a quick way to do it, and I mean this, quick way and to get really friendly with the team if you drop like go to the dugout and be like yo here's a hundred dollar gift card to chipotle for the team they will do anything Take for this you ball. yeah they they <laughs> will a good idea and you feeding the play- no but like it's for a good cause because you are feeding them like at that point because they don't make enough to be fed so if well they do but it's just like that's their weekly stipend when you're like hey dinner's on me tonight to chipotle or wherever mcdonald's whatever yeah Find a and local bar. <laughs> they will do anything for you. They'll give you foul balls. They'll give you broken bats, whatever. They will make it worth your while. So if you're out there and there's minor, when things resume and fans are allowed again, if you go to minor league games, hook them up. Just like we, if you have a hundred bucks to spare, like I know it sounds a lot, but if you have the money, just do it. You're, it's for a good cause. It really is. I got to push to one more minor league stadium as we've talked about all of them except Lansing for the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Our buddy Jesse Goldberg Strassler is the host among hosts, and that ballpark is honestly, it's very very similar to New Hampshire in feel. Mm. But I've had a great all time right. at all, all right. those park. You saw some of the pictures I took when I was there um, from the trivia because that was some of the pictures I took was from the Lansing Lugnuts uh, Stadium. But yep. I'm not that they have a fun culture around that ball club, guys, and the Go Nuts brand is <laughs> is definitely a fun time. Real. <laughs> Well, guys, this will be a very interesting week to see how things continue to develop. Um, as I said earlier, 
and Jeff Passon tweeted earlier, this is really what's what it's what looking like the week that will decide if baseball will return. I know it's all probably soft and fluid at this point in terms of dates, but we should have some more details by the time we record next. But any final thoughts before we close up, guys? Anything else you guys want to get in? Do the right thing, owners. Do the right thing. Stop bickering. Yeah. Get the shit over with. <laughs> well, there's, there's the episode title, Craig. Do the right thing, owners. There you go. <laughs> I like it. So... Biggest thing is I don't I, I, I can't believe they haven't figured this out before, guys. They can't get together can't get anywhere without each other. Period. They're, I'm yeah. sorry, replacement players are never gonna cut it. Everybody wants to see the superstars. And the Blue Jays have a plenty of young young budding superstars that want to get out there and they're part of the players union. You go on strike, I'm sorry guys, Vladdy and Bo and everybody are not gonna show up. Yeah. <laughs> very, so, very true. We'll be lucky if we get Colby Rasmus back. <laughs> yeah i wonder if he would consider being a replacement player <laughs> that would be just him just because of all the weirdness and everything you know what probably Fuck it. yeah <laughs> oh, and the neck beard it's still here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i need to get mine going a little bit <laughs> quarantine beard's getting a little shaggy <laughs> well the other oh, one, i did, I did trim fun. my hair finally there you go <laughs> oh, there you go lucky guy i need to trim mine too <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. Fun, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Let's get it with our, or end it with our normal, let's go Blue Jays. Let's go Blue Jays. Let's go Blue Jays. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.